that is what I think youths or upcoming artists should do. They should forget about what they see on TV. They should forget about you know trying to be Madasco. On it's not a one day job. Right. You know what I'm saying trying to be Mr. Leo or whatever. Like it's not a one day job. This these guys they, they've worked for for years. You know. It kind of sounds like what releasing songs nowadays. It looks easy, but it's not that easy. You're listening to Stuck in the Middle podcast, a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, artists, and movers and shakers of African descent. Hear stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on breaking the mold. This episode is brought to you by our online store. Visit sitmpodcast.com to shop Stuck in the Middle podcast gear. Here with Magasco. All right, man. Most of y'all, good on guy. You doing? How you doing? Mm-hmm. Most of you who you know who are watching and you don't know who is, which I don't know why, but he's one of the top artists coming from two three seven Cameroon. I'm glad to you know have to sit down with you right now. You know, um, actually stuck in the middle. By the way, who Magasco? Man, tell the tell 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 the people, man, who really is Magasco for those who you know don't know who Magasco is. Yo, let's go pretty much um, Bamenda boy. Yeah, the boy to like Pigeon. And, <laughs> and um, you know, uh, somebody who is in love with music, grew up in the streets of Bamenda, Tamarum, precisely. And, and yeah, he, he's in love with music, you know, mostly um, dancehall, um, R&B, mm-hmm. and Afropop. Right. Man, I see that, you know, um, I was doing a little research on you, and they said you're not age six. You know, you used to attend Catholic church in Bamenda. Yeah. You know, like you would say that that was your birthright, that was your upbringing. Like you started singing in church, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell tell, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, pretty much, my mom would take me to church, and you know, like every normal person in church, you know, every normal kid, I would try to you know imitate what they're doing, and they were singing. You know, most of the cheap. She's she's still part of the group, the mm-hmm. church, so choir. So I would just join and sing, you know, songs of praises and all that. And you know, that's when I started discovering my skills because I would not just sing like others. I would try to blend in. Like if they go in another direction, I come in with another flavor just to make it sound better. And that was it. And you know, everybody thought I I, I was doing a good job and yeah yeah um did you play any drums while you you know you... No, not really i was just in the just there just to the sing, choir dancing yeah. yeah man I, I i also you know my mom which is a big catholic church goer and back then she used to drag me to the church and i was in the choir and she would have me sing which i hate <laughs> i hate her singing I, I mean i love the drums and stuff that was where you know but there are other kids too that was singing that you know Today, like for example, Ngoma, for example, mm. you know, that's my cousin, you know, shout out to Ngoma. Like he was singing too in the choir and now he's also, you know, yeah. an artist like you. But Magasco, man, where did that name come from, Magasco? Magasco wasn't even an artist's name, you know, it just came like that. Like, you know, everybody has a nickname if you've gone to school. Yeah. College days, high school days, you just, you know, you, you never really know where it comes from. And, I'm, you know, some people, it's maybe what they do and, you know, they get to, they give them a nickname that has a meaning. Mm-hmm. 
but my case was just the name just came out like that. You know, people just my friends just felt like my is cool, and you know, I, I don't know, I don't know how it changed because back in the days I wanted people to call me Cisco. Cisco, okay. But I don't know how it, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it just my Gasco just came from nowhere, from the thin air, and I didn't even want the name. And because I remember saying it's just stuck. I, I remember having. The name became popular when I fought with somebody because I was like, you know what? Stop calling me like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to put some respect on my. Because my <laughs> name is Anton. If you don't have, if you don't want to call me anything better than that, just let go. And you know, he kept, you know, in insisting like Magasco, yo, Magasco, what's up? Like, <laughs> you know, we had a little fight, and from there, they just stuck. You know, when when you don't want it, that's when they give it right. To you. That was it. It's like when you fight, when when you fight something so much, people turn to instead do that yeah. just to irritate you more. But I mean, Magasco. So the whole was school, cool. they heard one guy didn't want people to call him Magasco, so he fought, and that was it. So everybody, just everybody was like, you know what? Magasco, you know, just to piece me up. Uh -huh. like, and one day I was like, you know, let me just take the, you know, that's me because everywhere I go, they'll still call it. Right. So when I started my career, I, I decided to take the name. So, I mean, take us through a little bit, like, take us from, you know, when you started, actually, like, your very first track to the point where you felt like, you know what, I could take this mainstream. Like, how did that come about? What was the process like? You know, I was, at first I was just doing it, like, 2006, I was just doing it for the love and everything. And 2000, I think 2009, I dropped an album locally in Bomenda, it was called Bomenda Boy One. And still doing it for the love because i really didn't care about the making money out of it i remember i sold all my stuff you know all my cool stuff i had back in the day just to produce that city like just to do a little bit of mass production i needed to do like two thousand copies so it, it you know it cost a lot mm -hmm. i had to sell all my stuff just to to, to do that i was only wow. able to sell about 600 copies and the rest i just shared it because you know it was Back then, I really didn't know what was the business. To me, it was all about just making people be, you know, making people proud and all. Right. But then when I started, when I started working with with Milmac back in the days, um, I learned a lot because they had an idea. So shout out to Jules, uh, shout out to Jovi. He was also part of Milmac. That's when I really started my musical career. You know. Um, professionally, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so you knew Joby back, like way, way back. Not really way, way back. I, I just I met him, you know, like immediately after I dropped. Because I, when I dropped the thing a year later, when I dropped the CD a year later, that's when I knew. I think I dropped the CD. I don't know. It's really way back, but <laughs> you know, it was just immediately after that. So after after that first album, then what? Like what came after that? I mean, no. I yeah, mean, saying from, that you sold, you yeah, know, just because it's the album that that got the attention, right? And you came over to Bamenda and like what, and told me about the new Mac Dream and everything, and I joined. So from the album, there was this song "Lion Lover." Mm -hmm. Great he, song. Yeah, he thought you know he thought it was a cool song, and we did we did the video for it, and yeah and that's you know that's just how my career started like people started knowing me more from that video mm -hmm. and everything just took off kumba market that tribe 
man, I've always wanted to know where, like, how that track was birthed. Like, how did you come about that concept? Yeah, Kumo Market was, I think, was a, that was a period where a lot of people don't know. That was a period where I had a lot of anger in me because I was really, it was a point where I was really frustrated. Like, if you listen to, I did, I did the beat, I produced the beat. Oh. If you listen to the beat, it has a lot of, you know, it wasn't that well mixed or mastered, but mm -hmm. when you listen to it, it has a lot of anger in it. Yeah, the beat. Yeah. Okay. Because that was the emotion I had then. Because I was a little frustrated. I was, you know, that was the period I, I part ways with the Milmac. And um, I was kind of lost. Like, I didn't even know my where I'm going to go. Like, I knew professionally what I had to do. But I didn't have the means to do it, and you know, I met um, I met a, a good, I met a group of good friends. Um, Bengasa, he had the Akai group back in the days. He's the one that shot the video of Kumba Market. You know, like I went back home, you know, knowing I don't have any team anymore. Mm -hmm. I had to do something, and with that anger in me, that's how you know, I just did the beat and vibed on it and Kumba Market was the only thing. I don't know what Kumba Market did to me, but back <laughs> in the days, I don't know. I, I just did it and I dedicated the song to Kumba. Right. Because I know, I know um, the very first time I heard that track, it kind of caught my attention just from the dance moves. You know, mm -hmm. um, the people who were actually dancing that song, they had like the craziest moves yeah. ever and everybody would crack up because then I was in Michigan mm -hmm. and most of my friends I had out there were all Rwandese, all East Africans. So when I played it, the thing that caught everybody's attention were the dance moves. And then from there, you know, everybody started vibing to the song because it was actually a good song. But one thing that's still, I mean, one thing that had me baffled was that, okay, you're a Bamenda boy, mm -hmm. but you sang about Kumba Market. You know, there was like that little mm -hmm. confusion and stuff. So that, that, that's what I asked, that's what I asked about Kumba Market, like what well, birthed it. Um, man, after Kumba Market, right? Yeah. Which wait, was that part of your first album? No, that no. was just a new. That was just song. a new. Yeah. Okay, from your first album, then you followed with um um, you followed that album years later in 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 twenty fifteen. Was twenty fifteen released your second album, right? Yeah, that was an EP. Yeah. It was an EP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about you know that that EP. Were you signed to? Oh, yeah, Empire, Empire Records. Yeah, it was immediately after Kumbu Market that I got um, I got a deal with Empire, and you know, working with them, we 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 dropped a couple of we dropped a couple of singles like Fine Boy, mm -hmm. No Man No War, Marry Marry Me, Marry Me, yeah. And then we decided to come up with um, with an EP, so because we we're supposed to drop my album then, but then you know they have a uh, Working with a with a new team, you know, they had to, they had their own plans, they had their own ways of dropping albums. Right. You know? So the the process for them is a, is a little bigger than what I thought. So it, it needed some time. So to do for me, I needed to put out something where people could just listen to me, you know. So the idea of coming up with the EP, then I did the EP called Raw Gold and couple of couple of songs. And my best song was uh, Mommy Love. A song that I wrote to my mom. Okay. I mean, if you haven't checked it out, you should. No, go I have, check it. definitely have. You know, like I, I'm big on iTunes. Right. I'm big on iTunes, so oh, I definitely listen to all of that. Like right now, I play nothing but Kamen music. 
I play nothing but cover music, none of the Nigerian stuff, none of the Ghanaian stuff. Not to take away from their platform, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's about time that, you know, um, we too also put ourselves on the map. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But for people who don't know what an EP is, could you define that for them? An EP is like a, a, a mini album. Let's just uh-huh. say a mini album. Because yeah, okay. an album is at least 10 songs. Right. So an EP can go four or five songs. Okay. Not up to 10. So. An EP is a mini album. Do you make money off an EP? Of course, even up to one song, you can still make money as long as you, you can put it on um, iTunes and yeah. So with an EP, the same thing. You can put it on iTunes and yeah, you can still do CDs mm-hmm. and make make some money of it. Man, with the with the piracy that's going on back home in Cameroon, like how do you artists survive? You know, because I know back in the day when I was actually, you know, coming and stuff, you know, um, when somebody comes out with, say, a movie or a song, yeah. you know, you have all these people that, you know, go in and they just rip it and they sell it, you know, so, for cheap. Like, how do you guys survive? I mean, it's, it's, it's just one of the problems, you know. Before, we only had piracy, but now we have technology because technology has taken this thing way, way too deep, like... CDs, I don't think people still use CDs anymore. Right, you know, like, that's true. That's why, uh, you know, I didn't even... Right now, I'm, I'm planning to... I have like two albums done already, so... I don't plan doing CDs anymore. Maybe I could do it for my shows where I just give yeah. fans to go home, you know, with something. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I don't really plan doing like mass production of CDs, CDs. anymore. Because technology to us has added to piracy. Piracy was the first problem. Now technology, we now have songs, MP3, like everything is you know transferred digitally. You know digitally, yeah. and so like one person going download it and then you know, like, put it back. The online. first person who buys it can easily share it to right. the rest. You know, so right now it's uh it's really hard making money off you know just selling CDs and all that. Mm-hmm. So we focus more on, 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 on digital, you know, we have to step up and focus more on on um, the digital market. So cool, cool. For you know, for you know, the young artists coming up, you know, all the young, you know, folks out there who are trying to do music, right? Yeah. Um they have, you know, struggles and stuff, you know, they like when we talk about management, you know, mm-hmm. um making a video or even recording and stuff like that. What, what advice do you have for them? Like what routes? I mean, there are many different routes it could take, but for you, what stand out the most? To me, it's, it's just believing in yourself. And when you say believe, you know, a lot of people are going to roll their eyes and say, oh, he's here we go again. He's saying the same thing. Believing in yourself is not just having, you know, faith. When I say believe, you should be able to, to give up, like, you know, invest in your own self. Like earlier on, I, I told you about how I came up with my city. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I sold everything. I sold, I mean, like right up to my clothes. Just I sold, to make that city. you know, just to be able to produce CD and share them for free. Right. You know? yeah. Like that's how much I believed in myself. That's how much I knew I was going to make a statement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you believe in yourself, that, that's the first thing. Like you can, there are a lot of things. Like I remember my my mom, I had her, I had her card, her bank card. I had information. I had the, the codes. You know, I would go and take money off it. 
you know, I can't say steal because I told her I took it, you know, but I took it without her permission. Right. You know like, I would take money to go do my local videos because back in the days, I remember I did local videos like um, Bamenda Boy. Mm -hmm. um, I had like four videos, you know, I had Bamenda Boy, I had Radio Talk. Yeah, I had local videos like that. And I, you know, I directed them myself. And uh, shout out to Gaundolo, because he was one of those people who shot the videos, you know, back in the days. We go and rent a mini, uh, this mini DVs. I yeah, think. the DVD, yeah, the DVD, um, uh, record the camcorder. Yeah, the camcorder, yeah, camcorder. Yeah, we go rent them and then we come do videos, you know. And sometimes they'll be like, let's not put it out because it wasn't that good. I was like, you know what, this is our level. Let's do it at this level. Right. Because it's not really the video. I was just trying to make a statement and, you know, let people know, first of all, I believe in myself mm -hmm. and stuff. And and that's how people started being interested. So, you know, that is what I think youths or upcoming artists should do. You know, they should forget about what they see on TV. They should forget about, you know, trying to be Madasco. On, it's not a one-day job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be Mr. Leo or whatever. Like, it's not a one-day job. This, these guys, they've worked for, for years, you know. It kind of sounds like what, releasing songs nowadays, it looks easy, but it's not that easy because right. it's been a lot of work, you know. It's been, been a lot of background yeah. work. And, and yeah, you just need to believe in yourself and you get there. That's just it. Believe in yourself, people. Man, um, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Um, you make you. You're touring the world right now. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you're touring the world right now, pretty much. Like, did you see yourself here? Let's let's. I mean, if you go back five, six years, mm -hmm. you know, did you see yourself here? You know, honestly, where I, where I'm today, I'm. I can just to me, it's, it's bonus. Because when I started, I had my dream was. My dream ended in Bamenda. You know, my dream was being a superstar. To me, being a superstar was being known in my city. You know. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think people would know me out of Amanda. Like, I just, my dream was, I would just look around Amanda and be like, well, one day I want to move around and everybody knowing me, like coming for autographs, you know, doing shows in, in Congress Hall, doing shows in Franco Alliance, doing shows, you know, all over Amanda. Like, that was my limit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this dream just came true like that. Like, it even came and... I was able to do shows all around the country and even all around Africa and now some parts of the world, you know. To me, it's already um, a bonus. So I've already thanked God until um, I don't even know what to <laughs> tell him anymore. Like, the truth is, it's already a bonus. Whatever thing is going on, like every day, like when they call me now, oh, we need you over in this country. We need you this way. I'm just like, thank you, Lord. But you know what? What you're doing right now is already too much because yeah. this is not even where I, I thought I would be. Right, you know? and that was just signs that he has more plans to you know, and yeah, and you know, I'm 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 really grateful and I'm really happy and I thank him every day. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, growing back home, growing up back home, right? For me, per usual, like my mom, or my I mean, my parents always said, okay. I mean, you have to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, yeah. you know what I mean? There's three things, you know, and for me, I'm like, well, I don't see myself being any of that because mm -hmm. first, I don't like medicine. Two, I don't like the whole law thing. And mm -hmm. three, 
engineer, what that sounds like far fetched. Like, you know, for you, right? Yeah. Growing up, like, did you hear any of those any of that in your in your I mean, household? Of course, of course. Every you know, you can't blame we can't blame our parents because they do all that out of law. Mm-hmm. They want to see us, you know, they want to see us better placed in the society. They want to be proud of us, you know, when they talk about us, you know, in you know, when they when they with their friends yeah. and other you know. So it's just it's just a normal thing. Like every normal parent will tell you they want you to be this, they want you to be that. You know, but now it's up to you. That's true. You know, most of them they say it like that, but they don't mean it. You know, they say it just to, you know, guide you. So you know what they expect of you. If you could do better, mm-hmm. then good. Most of them wouldn't say they want you to be the president. Because to them, you know, they know it's impossible or maybe it's too big. Yeah. You know, they might limit it at the level of doctor and all that, but deep inside they want you to be more. Or they just want you to be if you could be, that should be like the you know, basic. Base, right. So it's up to you now to decide who you wanna be because um when I told my parents I, I wanna do music, I wanna be an artist, they were they didn't, you know, digest that easily. It, you know, it was a problem. I found myself being on my own for like two, three years. You know, going through a really hard time, mm-hmm. but I still understood they did it out of love because they wanted me to change my mind and do something else, and they could support. Most of. But then when I started, you know, evolving, like growing, and they saw that it wasn't just—I wasn't just trying to be an artist for fame or whatever. I was just trying to do what I love because that's what I love. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. You know, if God keeps me for the, if, if I'm alive for the next 10, 20 years, 30, 40 years, I'm still going to be doing music. You know, it's what I was born to do. Like naturally, that's what I do, you know? Yeah. So when they found out that's really what I want to do, they started supporting. And, you know, I'm traveling now. You know, I have some, I have some fans. When I'm out there, you know, even my parents, when she goes to places and if, you know, when they find out, like that's Magasco's mom. They, they they kind of appreciate her and you know give show her some respect, respect and stuff. Yeah. All that has made her to be proud of me and yeah. So like what what when she found out that you know you break like you break grounds right like you came from you know this Bamenda boy to you know being known oh you know worldwide and stuff like what was I mean what was that one thing she told you that hit home? I if you could remember. Well, I remember I was taking her to the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she we were just like regularly, you know, cracking jokes and stuff. And I was driving. And at one point, she just started crying, you know, like it was so emotional. And she told me she's really proud of me. Like I made it, you know, no one was really there to support me, but I, you know, I made it. I managed somehow to to make it, and because. Things are not really the same anymore. Like when we go to places, like when we, like for instance, we can go to a bank of, I don't know, like places where you've got a lot of people, somehow they kind of, when they notice me, they kind of treat me differently mm-hmm. or they take my case faster and stuff like that. And most cases I've been with her and, you know, she saw like, I'm, I'm kind of, I can't just say, I've, I've kind of been um, an important personality right. and she's really proud of it. That's all she wanted. You know, so it, it was really an emotional moment. She really told me, like, the fact that she was crying, you know, tears of joy, and she was really, 
She was really proud. I could feel it. Did I make you cry too? Of course. Talk, telling you this right now, like I really feel, you know, I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to act up. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time I think of it, you know, I, I really, I get emotional. Too. Yeah. Because, I mean, all you wanted to do was make them proud, right? Yeah, that's yeah. all. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, of course. I, I'm the last in my family. We have a family of three. Three. So there's the boys. boy, this girl, and there's me. The Shout first. out my big brother Emmanuel and Patience and me. Man, I bet they're super proud. Yeah, they all proud. They proud. Last time I was in Germany, I met my sister. Yeah, she was so proud because that's where she is. Mm -hmm. you know, she was so proud. She had to drive like eight hours just to come see me. Wow, that's dope, man. That's really dope. I hope someday you know Reflex could make it big too. Mm -hmm. That way I could also drive eight hours just to go, <laughs> just to go see you. But nah, hey, so. You know, the, your love for music, right? Yeah. Your love for music, you know, you, when I, I mean, when I watch, like, when I watch your stuff, mm -hmm. it comes, oh. uh, it comes of natural, mm -hmm. you know, it comes of natural, um, it doesn't sound, it doesn't seem like you're rushing it, you know, it doesn't seem yeah. like you use a lot of energy because it comes natural, that love for it. Um, now that you're a public figure back home, mm -hmm. how, like, how do you use this platform to, um, you know, pursue different, you know, different avenues, say, for example, healthcare, for example, mm -hmm. um, food, um, jobs and stuff like that. How do you use this platform to, you know, enable a community? Uh, like right now, um, I'm, I'm coming up with an, I'm coming up with an organization where we just have to, the plan is to make um, other kids not to go through what I went through. You know, just being able to sensitize parents to be able to take care of your, you know, appreciate your kids, you know, you know, see their talents before, even see them before they start doing it. So you can easily support them to, to get where they can do, you know, it'll be easier for them to get to where they want to get if they get full support from the parents. So I'm trying to come up with an association like that where we can sensitize parents and all that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully with time, maybe we can switch it up to healthcare, where we can also sensitize people on a lot of things, tips on health. Because like nowadays, people like, everybody's just scared of AIDS. Meanwhile, it's not really the thing that is killing right now. Right. Because it actually has, very soon, I guess there's going to be a cure for it. And it has something that can sustain you for life. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a threat anymore. But... A lot of people, they neglect a lot of things like, for instance, um, hypothesis, um, cancer, cancer, yeah. uh, or, you know, checking, um, checking genotypes before getting married and yeah. stuff like that to avoid, uh, what do you call it again? Um, the sickle cell thing. Sickle cell, yeah, sickle cell you know, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Like a lot of Africans don't know. They don't know like the that. So maybe I could switch it up. To that level, mm -hmm. and yeah, so so basically, those are the plans right now. Man, that's great, man. Because you know, um, for me, and of, yeah, and also we've been we we've, we've been visiting, you know, but that is just doing um, underground. Mm -hmm. We've been doing like aiding some few people when we can with my team. You know, we're still underground. We just don't want to make it public. We just don't want to make it public. Yeah. But we underground. We 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 take care of some bills. You know, some people deal mm -hmm. in the hospital and also we visit some prisons and some orphanages. 
So those are the things we're doing for now. We're doing on the ground. But what we're going to expose out there would be, you know, sensitizing. Healthcare is big, yeah. and for you to actually do that, you know, I applaud you for that because most people won't even go. They won't even go close to that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like when you when you see, um, you know, pregnant mothers, for example, mm -hmm. going to the hospital. You know, the hometown, the doctors have to put them aside just because it, just because they can't afford their bills. Mm -hmm. You know, it really saddens me because that's a baby that's about to come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? How can you put the mother to the side just because she cannot, you know, pay her bill? You know, so for you to, you know, take on that platform, that's really big, man, and salute to you. Um, let's go back to music, right? Um, do you feel like you've hit that point where you could say, you know, I've done, I've done the most or I've done something that, you know, I can't surpass? No, not really. Like, the truth is, I like one a few days ago I updated. Like, I was I was talking to a very good friend of mine, a friend who really knows me, you know. And he told me I haven't started yet. Like, we were talking. Like, he asked me the same question, and I told him, you know, I, I just told him I got I know I got more to, to offer, but he told me, man, you are at zero exploitation of your talent. And he kind of he kind of said that like in a bad way. Like, mm -hmm. He was trying to make me feel bad about myself. And, but that that's my boy though. So I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "I know you, you know, because he he's one of those people who really know where I come from, who really see when I'm producing and how I produce." And he told me, "You know, you're still at zero, you know." Um, exploitation of your your talent. I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're right, and 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 that's how I feel right now. Because when after thinking about it, I felt like that's really true. Because I haven't done anything yet. I'm mm. just like right now. I'm just really having fun. What what's been happening is ever since I've been you know just doing music out of the love of it, trying to be original. You know where I come from. From come, I've been you know just utilizing. All these words we have in Africa, mm -hmm. Cameroon particularly, we mm -hmm. have a lot of. So, I haven't even exploited, you know, I haven't used. So far, I've only used a pidgin, French, um, com, and um, a wondo. Mm -hmm. So, how how many more left? We have a uh, over over three hundred. We have something. over three hundred something, yeah. and there's still and there is still the rest of the world because I'm still a citizen of the world. So. It means I'm still at 0, 0.0 something if you right. want to do, you know. So there's still a lot of uh, music to be done. There's still a lot of arts to be done. And yeah, that's just it. Man, me, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at you. I'm like, man, you have like, you release tracks that, you know, some, some people can't even, you know, think of writing or think of, you know, producing and stuff like that. But here you say you haven't even started. So that means that that's saying that the sky is the limit. You don't even want to hear that. Yeah. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Yeah. You know, you drop, you drop, move your body. Mm -hmm. what, 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 what was the, what was the inspiration behind that? Yeah, move your, move your body was just something I wanted. Like my birthday, you know, twenty second. I just wanted to, I just wanted something where my fans will, you know, dance to. 
celebrate because that was something I could offer. My fan base is really growing in Africa, in you know, some parts of the world. And I felt like just, you know, just telling them it's my birthday wasn't enough. I needed to give them something mm -hmm. to hold back on, you know. And it had to be something they could dance to. So I did move your body. I did move your body and yeah. Great track, by the way. So these two albums that, you know, you have sitting somewhere, you know, do you have the titles for them yet? Yeah, one is going to be Golden Boy, and the other one, I guess, is yeah, the other one is going to be Bamenda Boy 2, because oh, there was Bamenda Boy 1, yeah. and you know, in, in the cover of Bamenda Boy 1 was me, two faces, one putting on a hat, the other one just regular. But that, that photo was as local as... <laughs> I, I laugh at it every time I look at it. So Bamenda Boy 2 is going to be, you know, with the involvement, it's going to be the same, pretty much the same kind of cover, but, you know, modifications and with the current Megasco on it and yeah that that's just gonna be it do you know when you better release this 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 projects I don't know man well my album Golden Boy is gonna come out this November okay yeah so so ladies November yeah better watch out for that Golden Boy Megasco school let's speak a little bit about school school yeah <laughs> um School, man, me, I, I drop out from university, Waikili, mm -hmm. second year. Um, but I plan to go back to school, though. You but plan I don't to know go when. Back. I don't know when yet, but I plan to go back to school. So if you do, but go I mean, back, I've, been, you I've, do? I've been the kind of person who never really liked school because I really, I didn't really see what I learned apart from English and French. You know, being able to express myself. I didn't really see what I learned because learning, you know, should be what you want to be in the future. Like going to school, mm -hmm. you should have a purpose while you're going to school. Right. If you're sitting in that bench, listening to that teacher, he should be teaching you something that is going to help you tomorrow. Something, you know, he should be telling you how to be who you want to be tomorrow. So being in school, all this, you know, all the time I've been in school, I didn't really see that. I only saw the need to learn how to talk good English and French because I knew I was going to use that. Right. But, you know, if I was sent to a, to an art school where I could learn how to play instruments, you know, how to sing you know, professionally and, you know, how to train my voice and all that, I, I think I would, I would have graduated because I would be more interested because that's who I wanted to be in the future. So being in a normal school, you know, I was in love with history, but then that, was that wasn't really who I wanted to be the more. Right. So, so it was, I was just the, the, the type of guy in school who would just crack jokes in class, <laughs> who would disturb, who would always be in trouble, you know, because I wasn't really that yeah, yeah. into, you know what I'm saying? So, I was able to, to graduate through high school because of my mom. I got so much love for her and, you know, every time, she, I don't know, maybe she knows, every time she gets emotional, it kind of touched me and she came to me and she was so emotional, trying to like crying and telling me she wanted me to go through high school. And that was the main reason I, I made it. Because I was like, okay, let me just do it for you. Mm -hmm. And when I did it, I went to the university. Trust me, I couldn't. Even when she cried, like, you know, you need to have a degree. I was like, mom, that degree is not really going to help me. And that's why I say I'll go back to school because I have skills. I have 
I have other skills, you know, it's not only music. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, like, I can draw very well. And I'm, I'm also into production, composing music. I, you know, just composing, I had to get into production. Right. So right now, I feel the need to go back to school and, you know, just iron out all these things. And plus, uh, in drawing, I have so much love in um, cartoon you know, production, cartoon animation, cartoon movies. I watch a lot of cartoon movies. I love comedy. Mm -hmm. And I create a lot of com comedy stuff. And I feel like I, I have to go back to school and just Perfect. iron out all these things. Yeah. And, you know, to do it professionally, I need to really iron out all these things. Yeah, you don't want to sit and, and wait when you're eight years and say, you I, know, wish, I wish yeah, I went back so and did I'm, that. So don't be surprised if you hear my gospel is back you know, going to school. Man, I, 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 I mean, how you even going to sit in class, you know, being that you're that famous <laughs> and stuff, how you even going to sit in class? I mean, it's, just, it's just knowing what you want for your life. It's just knowing, like, the legacy you want to keep behind. And that's it. You know, I plan to open maybe, um, maybe when I say it, some other person is going to do it. <laughs> but then if they do it, because that's what I want to have, I yeah. want it to happen. There is no um, cartoon animation school in, in Cameroon. I know if I do this, I'll be the first person to open a school like that. Maybe I'll be the first teacher to teach, mm -hmm. you know, and even if, um, even if uh, some other person does it, the person's going to need my help because they're not a lot of people doing it. Right. You know, that's true. You know, so those are the things that I plan to really do for my country. First of all, empowering myself and doing it for my country. The entire begins at home, you know, you have to, you know, empower yourself first to be able to empower other people. Cartoon though, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty big considering the fact that, you know, a lot of kids watch cartoon back yeah. home and most of them are like foreign and stuff. Mm -hmm. So why not actually have one back home where yeah. you train we kids We can have to, our own. Yeah, yeah. You know, to make what to watch and stuff like that. That's dope. Never thought of that. Hey, don't steal this idea, but if you do, yeah, I'm sharing because we need to, you know, there are a lot of, that's not the only, only thing. There are a lot of things we need to, to bring back home. There are a lot of things we need to set up at home. Mm -hmm. A lot, you know, so. Man, I mean, I don't, I don't want to touch this topic, but, you know, feel free to decline, you know, commenting on it if you don't want to. But right now, the political climate back home. Yeah. It's a lot, it's, a, it's very shaky. Yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, Every Anglophone knows what's up. Yeah. You know, um, everybody knows I've never been scared of talking about it. I've been talking about it. The thing is, um, people out there, they think when you have to talk about something, they need the. Some people are trying to like uh, put pressure so you, you talk about it and putting pressure, they're trying to put words on your mouth. mouth yeah. You know, I've always been, I've always been. Um, vocal about it from day one. From day one, I, I always told people, listen, we have the right to, 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 to development. We have the right to, you know, to feel at home. But then we should, you, we should follow the right processes, like through peace, because really um, there is the myth or the belief that, you know, for changes to come in, there must be sacrifices and sacrifices, people must die. To me, I don't believe people must die. I mean, you know, it pains me the fact that people already lost lives, but really that wasn't really necessary. Because to me, a lot of people be saying, "Oh, it was necessary. People have to die." It wasn't necessary for me because listen, it could have it could have been me. It could have been 
my brother could have been, you know, someone like I, one of these people who died was a very uh, was a kid brother of a very close friend, and this guy is still traumatized. The the truth is nobody's gonna come to him, even if when we achieve what we achieve, right. what we're fighting for, nobody's gonna go to him like, bro, you you lost your kid brother. How can we do to, you know, he's it's already a forgotten case. Yeah. They will just say, oh, rest in peace to all those who lost their life. Oh, they were fallen heroes, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to me, I felt like we could we could look for other ways to do it. Like, okay, boycotting or whatever is going on right now. And the match, the peaceful protest, all that. Like, that's what I've always been vocal about. Yeah. I've always been vocal about doing peaceful protests and all that. Because, you know, it, I really feel bad when, any, when I see images of people dead. I always feel like these images stay on my head for, for days. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I'm, I still stand in the same thing. You know, we we should we should you know go for what we think is right. And and uh, you know there is a God. I keep saying that. Yeah, that's there true. is a God, and He's gonna He's gonna intervene. That's true. Sooner or later, He's gonna intervene. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, do you think um, a separation is the solution? Well, right there, I can. I can't, because, you know, I'm not that smart as a politician mm -hmm. to tell you separation or federation, you know, all I can really say, because, you know, we don't know the consequences. True. We don't, nobody knows. Yeah. Some people just fighting for separation, some people fighting for federation. I can, honestly, I don't, I can't tell you I have a solution or I know this one is the best option. Like right now, I've been thinking too, mm -hmm. like every other person back home, you know, I just all I just want is the best for for Anglophones. And for, peace you too. know, you know, I just I just want the best. I, I just want us to be treated fairly. Uh -huh. Like if we could be treated fairly, if we could get a uh, an option where we are really sure that you know if we agree to it and we, we, everything is really going to change, then you know, I don't care if it's federation or cessation. As long as we know, like, as if we're certain that we're going to get what we're looking for, then I'll go for it. You know? But now I'm not sure. Right. I can't put a, a finger on any of this. Mm -hmm. so. so most people say, um, you know, part of, um, like, part of the protest, right, uh, most artists that come from, from Bamenda, you know, they could boycott, like, performing in all oh, these other French territories and all and not say Yawanda Dwala and all mm -hmm. that. What say you to that? Well when you say boycott, it's not like um, when you're going to perform in a French zone or some other place, it's a it's a favor somebody's doing to you. It's, mm -hmm. it's our job. Mm -hmm. You know? It's our job. We get paid for it. It's a business. It's not like Magasco is a or any other artist. These artists, you only see them on the TV, uh, but they're not alone. It's always a team. It's always a team. And there's a protocol of business. And this protocol is when you get paid, you have to do this job. You know what I'm saying? So it depends now. When It depends on what kind of show you're talking about. That if you want me, like for instance, you see, Madagascar should be paid to sing something against maybe the struggle. Mm -hmm. That's where I can tell you no. You know, that's when I'll even tell my team, listen, this is not business anymore. 
Because you're paying me, but you're paying me to do the wrong thing. Right. But listen, if a francophone or whoever calls and is paying me to come entertain, because that's what I was born to do, that's what I've been doing. Ever since, I, I didn't perform because it was a francophone or anglophone or whatever. And by the way, it's not even a war between French and English. You know, it's just, it's just a war. It's just a crisis between anglophones and the system. They're trying to make the system favorable for them. Facts. So if if you are if you have a low you know, mentality to you know to stoop you know if you put it down to English and French then you even it's uh, killing the struggle because that's not even what it is. You know it's all about it's just a group of people who feel they could be treated better and they just want the system to change for their favor. You know. Or the, or the, man, is there any advice you got for, um, you know, um, the struggle and also for, you know, up and coming artists? Well, for the struggle, I'd just say, I would just say we should, you know, we should take measures that wouldn't lead to any loss of lives because re it really hurts every time we, we, we lost anybody. And for the up and coming artists, um, as I said, just believe in yourself. Be ready to invest in yourself if you want some other person to invest in you, you know. So that's basically what it, what it is. Gotcha. I always, you know, with all our guests and stuff, I always have them define this word and it's success. What is success to you? To me, success, success is being like finally, like how can I say it? Success is just being happy and fulfilled. When you get that fulfillment, you're successful. Like, like me already, I'm successful because Bamenda was the dream. My dream was to, to be popular in Bamenda. My dream was to be a star in Bamenda. I already have that. Any other thing is a bonus. So right. to me, I'm, I'm already happy with my career. If it ends today, if I die today, I die very happy because you know, I already achieved everything I had in my head. So, Man, y'all had the man. Hey, thank you for having to sit down with me. Yep. It's fun. Um, appreciate you, man. Keep doing your thing. Come November, November, do you have a set date? In November, we, I'll, I'll announce a date soon. Okay. Yeah. yeah, come November, Golden Boy drops. Um, it's going to be on every, every platform. Every platform, every right. platform, Golden Boy is coming up. Dope, dope. Man, you should do one of those things that just drop all the videos for the album, man. That would be super dope. All the videos. All the videos. All the videos. Just do, just shoot everything. <laughs> and, just, and just do it on the internet. That would be super dope. Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to do something like that. Yeah, easily said that done. But, but it's a lot of money though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, you yeah. know, just throwing <laughs> ideas out there. But hey, man, appreciate you, you know, talking to the Stuck in the Middle team, man. All right. It was fun. All right, bro. Thank anytime, you, anytime. Thank you, sir. Now keep doing your thing. Stuck in the Middle. We out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Stuck in the Middle podcast. You can email us at stuckinthemiddle237 at gmail.com. Stay connected with us on social media at SITM Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And visit us on the web at SITMPodcast.com.